0: Hi, my name is Chris Polad, I'm a pediatrician at an academic institution, and I happen to be a Bible nerd, a child of divorce, and soon to be author. I created Little Pieces Club Ministries around the idea that when our hearts break, God can still make works of art from the broken pieces. I run small groups for children and teens, and consult with and support parents. I also give lectures and seminars upon request. Our content centers around the science of adversity, abuse, and neglect, that is ACE science, and how biblical design patterns harmonize with it. Along the way, I discovered that Jesus' story, wrapped in the design patterns of the Good Shepherd and the Tree of Life, help us process, grieve, forgive, and reintegrate our souls after trauma. And this helps us grow strong in solitude and community, leading us to love God, self, and others which is what the greatest commandments or greatest blessings are all about. This podcast is geared to help parents understand their children's point of view and to be a good shepherd and tree of life through the hard times. You can follow the ministry on social media in several different areas. Uh, On Instagram, we are at LPC Ministries. On Twitter, we are at Club Pieces. And on TikTok, we are at Little Pieces Club. In the YouTube video of this podcast, you will see QR codes for our Facebook group and our YouTube content. I love getting questions and comments, so now let's get into this week's episode. Our at-home format for small groups, for those of you um, trying to support small groups, um, starts with a fun and relaxing 15 to 20 minutes. Next time is followed by a snack or basically a meal time. Uh, where we go over prayers in a style that is very much like uh, examine of conscience and then we go into the video lesson part of the application uh, following uh, followed by a prayer to close the video and a fun and relaxing activity again for 15 to 20 minutes so right now we're just looking at a slide Uh, as I'm going through the presentation that reminds us to do something fun for 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully it does not involve a screen, although if you are having um, good fun, good clean fun with someone else, uh, the screen time is okay. And then just remember to set a timer so you come back. A little bit of wisdom about why we set up small groups this way is we are actually trying to demonstrate the concept of Sabbath keeping, and we'll get more and more into that as we go, but it is a time um, to regularly set aside work, and that can mean a variety of different things, to simply rest and delight in the gifts that God has given us. So now we're welcoming people back from their fun time and you will need journals, prayer template, um, and then um, uh, go ahead and continue with the next um, activity. So now we're going into snack and prayer time or journaling, depending upon uh, the age group. Uh, The older kids, I tend to encourage them to keep a journal uh, while we have activity sheets for the kids. So what you're looking at on the screen is our prayer template where we look over the the week and we just ask kids to connect with the time that they have uh, felt uh, joyful and happy. Um, They have had a good amount of fun uh, and then invited them to bring forward their um, negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness, and fear. And when we go through those, we also want to ask, did God feel close or did he feel far at those particular times? And this is reflective of a very ancient process called examine of conscience. And what it does is it just helps reintegrate our souls when we get a little far from God um, we can realize that that's okay and we just simply invite him to come back so if those of you are leading a small group session and you um, are doing this that's the basic idea and what we always want to do is present ourselves as very warm and welcoming no matter what kids are feeling at a a given time. And they may even try to provoke anger out of us. And so we just wanna be aware and ready uh, to respond with patience and kindness. We are now moving on to Ask Me and Ask Each Other, which is uh, our time in small group where the kids uh, can ask any question of the small group leader about growing up in a divorced family. And this is the time uh, that's very valuable in your um, ability to write down things specifically to pray for, for each kid, and also send me questions that I can then put out in um, future content that uh, helps everyone know um, how to answer uh, questions like that. This week's Ask Me and Ask Each Other question that is specific to the topic matter is, what is your favorite family get-together memory? What we're trying to do is use a scenario where we had a good time with other people and then link that to the concept of the kingdom of God. Looking at the next slide, it is the title slide, and we are still in the private Christian journey. This is part 14 for the children's group and part 15 for the kids group. And this is called Choosing the Kingdom of God Mindset. What we're uh, reminding ourselves of is the tree of life. And this next slide, we're looking at the logo for Little Pieces Club Ministries. And it is uh, the picture of a tree of life um, but there's actually two trees in the picture. The larger tree represents Jesus, and the uh, smaller one represents us. And the scriptural foundation for the tree of life is in Revelation 22, um, verse 2, and then also in Psalm, verses, uh, Psalm 1, verses 3. So we see both Old Testament and New Testament um Uh, impressions of the tree of life. And just as a reminder, our um, solitude represents our journey of our roots and our community or that which other people see in us is above the ground. And these journeys happen simultaneously. It's not like we can do one before the other. But if we understand both journeys, then um, it makes our uh, learning much, much easier. And again, we are going through the fact that um, in solitude we seek, find, and accept Jesus' love and wisdom so that eventually we can express it in our public journey uh, with our branches and our fruit. So in community, we are giving. And if we take a closer look on the next slide of the um, top part of the tree, we see that it correlates very nicely with the fruit of the spirit and that's found in galatians five twenty two through 23 but that's love joy patience kindness forbearance goodness um, peace and self-control but um, one particular fruit is love and that in 1 corinthians Uh, 13 verse 14, or 4 through 8, we see the various attributes of love. And uh, the first and foremost are patient and kind. So we just um, kind of further deepen this metaphor of the tree of life. And it's not that all of the kids are going to get this metaphor perfectly. um, But It's uh, become something to kind of think about and meditate on in your heart.
1: So there's a scene in the restaurant where we begin the lesson. And I will say that this is very similar to a teaching that Stephen Covey did uh, where there's a man on a train. But the aspect of this that always uh, shows through for me is a little bit different than what he taught about. So, Um, I just came up with this scenario to help our imaginations get into the lesson. So um, everybody's at a a restaurant and having a good time. And then a family comes to father and three kids. And the father sits down, but the kids start running all over the restaurant and disturbing people, and the wait staff is just unable to – get over to the man and and help. So you as a parent are going to get up and go over there. And um, that's when we stop the story. So we we go into the, after this, um, I guide the kids through and you could at home. um, Just what would be the typical feelings in this scenario? Um, How do they feel about this family right now? And I use um, emojis to kind of help draw out, you know, what they're feeling. Because uh, sometimes that's a little difficult, so they can pause the video and just uh, go through a little a little bit of a discussion about what what is it normal or what normally happens in these types of scenarios. So in the next slide, uh, with the blue um, background in the cross, uh, we just simply ask the question about what the kingdom of God is. and one of the things that we're setting up in this video is the fact that the kingdom of God is different than a kingdom on earth. And the Bible project video that we use in today's video uh, video, kind of goes through this idea. And um, Tim Mackey, uh, who's the lead, um, one of the leads of the Bible project, talks about the fact that Jesus' kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. It's just not what you expect, and that's the point. And so um, I try to set kids up for the idea that Jesus talks about this kingdom as sort of a different type of kingdom. And so this, the, the, next video, uh, the next picture of a castle is sort of to remind us that on earth, kingdoms oftentimes have a castle – and have very, very well-groomed grounds and an area of people who are within that kingdom. And that, that the rule of the king or queen um, can be good or bad or um, brutal or otherwise. So that's what, a, what an earthly kingdom is. And then we can actually see Jesus' words to Pilate where he makes it plain that his kingdom is not of this world. If it were, we would see fighting uh, to prevent, but now the kingdom is from another place. And so uh, Jesus then further testifies uh, that he is here to tell the truth, and that is that, yes, he is king of a kingdom that is not of this earth. So then that sets us up to wonder, well, what exactly is this thing? And so that leads us to the next, Slide, which is um, the Bible Project. So, um, if you don't know about the Bible Project, it is an amazing website that has just colored so much context of what the Bible, the biblical authors have to say. And so, um, Tim Mackey uh, understands the ling- linguistics of Hebrew and the culture of the ancient Hebrews and brings that into the teaching which is a big part of what I say uh, when I say biblical context. And so um, the kids are going to need maybe some help to pause the video and um, uh, watch the Bible Project. And then we'll go through a couple of aspects um, of it as, as we proceed with our lesson. So the picture of the king riding on, um, usually it's the donkey, um, or it could be horse in this case, but... Um, it doesn't matter. The the point of the slide is that that was foretold long before Jesus came on this scene that a king would come to set the people of Israel free. And the next slide in red, which is beautifully done, is of an army and again it plays off of this point that Jesus' kingdom is not of this earth. Earthly kingdoms are oftentimes created through power and violence. And that's the answer to the um, activity sheet today. But Jesus is different. And in this pure um, figure who is leaning or kneeling to serve the person who would otherwise be killing them um, is this upside-down concept. And so Jesus goes on to heal the wound of this person And that act is what turns the heart of this person into a pure and divine loving heart. And this is what we see wielded in the kingdom that Jesus presides over. And what Tim Mackey likes to point out is that Christ is uh, translated as king. So when we see Jesus Christ um, as a word, linguistically, it means that it is King Jesus. And that's a great way to think through things. So I prompt the kids with a question, and that is, how does Jesus, this all-powerful king, how does he react when people are violent or angry towards him? And that's just a quick reminder that he does it with serving and loving. And his kingdom is not built on Um, projections of power, authority, military might, and violence, but it's built on the power of a serving and healing love. And he went on to defeat death to prove that he was right. And remembering his main point, which is, though even though we may see other people as scary or um, uh, in some way uh, disturbing to us, the type of love he has for them Uh, will look for the deeper aspects of their pain and help heal them. And that's where his power comes from. And his hope is that we will be able to develop this skill as we grow and mature and transform into that tree of life that bears the fruit and love that comes from Jesus. So the next scene then, we go back to the restaurant. So you, as um, a parent, have gone over to this table And and, in Covey's story, um, he talks about um, that he works up the courage to be very gentle with what he says. And so um, it goes something like this. Sir, would you mind um, controlling your children? They seem to be quite disruptive right now. And what he describes is a man who then looks up and realizes that things are not going well with his children. And Instead of kind of calling them back right away, he discloses that his wife just died about 30 minutes ago, and they are heading home from the hospital, um, and uh, they're not really sure what to do at this point. And so, of course, this is in this scenario, you sit down next to the man and hear more and perhaps, um, you know, talk with him a little bit. And then he's able to pull the children back to the table and have them sit down. Uh, and that's when you go back and join your family. Um, and in the scenario, there are tears in your eyes. And so what this always struck me as, and this is not exactly how Stephen Covey taught it, was that um, your feelings turn immediately. As soon as you hear... Uh, The the back story of what's going on, um, the feelings of anger and um, annoyance and frustration, they literally melt away. And I thought that change in mindset was super important and is what basically I teach as the kingdom of God mindset when this mindset is based upon Jesus' sacrifice for us. And so I pause the story and then we reflect in our elephant assessment test part two. So I'm trying to get kids to see the fact that just a little bit more information about a given situation makes it seem so much more uh, understandable of the way people are behaving. And... I know, um, I I think as a parent, I worry that kids might take a dangerous situation and try to do this, so I do talk a little bit about making sure that we're staying safe, Um, but I wanted to focus on the mindset um, today, and so uh, getting them to focus on how their feelings shifted from one part of the scenario to the other is what I'm going for. And then we talk about this idea of Jesus, and so... I try to use the emojis to engage the kids, but if we're, we're dealing with some person who is causing us to become very angry, um, and this anger, of course, could lead to, you know, this idea of the violent kingdoms, the earthly kingdoms. And so when we remember the Jesus story and when his sacrifice becomes Real to us. And it's not just it becomes real to us. It becomes more real over time. That as, as he suffered, as he knew what he was getting into, he did all of that for you. He did all of that for me. And when we think about why, because we've done things that have angered God. We've done selfishly selfish things that have angered God. And instead of sending us to hell, God sent us a servant who washed the feet of his disciples, who sees our pain and knows that his love is what heals us. When that becomes real, we are able to be in the kingdom mindset and see people who are doing things that hurt us, doing things that are frustrating, that we know that there's more to the story. And we just assume that. And we stay in that mindset of watching for love and opportunities for us to share that with them. And so... That gives us the ability to look at them with loving eyes. And we then spend the next few slides going through an activity to help prove this point. So the activity that I lead the kids through is kind of making sure that they understand the difference between the earthly mindset and Jesus's kingdom mindset. And the earthly mindset focuses on our feelings and how victimized we are. Whereas the thinking like Jesus' kingdom, we acknowledge our feelings, but then we take it a step further and wonder about what factors are leading into this bad behavior. And that leads us to a curiosity and then also to a point where we can at least pray for these people. And I repeat multiple times to pray for the ability to see what our loving step can be and ask the Holy Spirit for that. Our first scenario is a picture that I've used before um, in uh, sort of a, a, a bully type person. So we can think through what people feel when they see a person like this coming for them and the whole situation that might happen with bullying. And then we can lead them through the three steps of thinking like the God like they're in God's kingdom so acknowledging our feelings wondering about why this person is this way and then praying for them and looking for loving things to do the next scenario might hit home a little bit and that's the point point. and that is kids oftentimes have to deal with yelling adults and I'm not saying it's not always inappropriate but i'm saying that their response is what's important and that is when an adult is yelling at them how are they going to feel are they going to feel sad and disconnected fearful possibly angry and then it's really hard but trying to lead them through the kingdom steps whereas it's okay to feel the way you're feeling and it's also okay to realize that that adult may have a reason that they're doing that does not make it okay but that you can still pray and ask god for ways that you can help and love that adult and the final scenario is uh two friends that are obviously having a little bit of a difficult time and so they can hopefully think about a time where they've had this type of thing or it can help them prepare for when it happens, um, but how do they feel? And they can, of course, write all this down in the the um, activity sheet, but then also go through the steps of acknowledging their feelings, wondering what's going on, and being curious enough to, to seek it out, and if they're safe enough with a friend, be able to explore that. And then in the meantime, be praying for them and to... Uh, specifically pray for ways that they can be loving despite the current situation. We finish up with Electio Lectio Divina. And believe it or not, kids do tend to like this um, when they're led through it. So uh, I will read the passage uh, for you. Um, but uh, it's John chapter 15, verses 9 through 12. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. The reminder of the Lectio Divina process, you read through this four times, trying to hear the message, the very small phrase that God has for you, and then what you're going to do about it. And then to rest in that knowledge and the experience of this Lectio Divina. Finally, we end the session in prayer, and this is this week's prayer. Abba, we cannot thank you enough for Jesus' free gift of love that heals us and helps us see other people no matter their bad behavior. We remember that they are divine beings who can be healed by the same love that Jesus gave us. Help us catch ourselves in our earthly mindsets that lead to fear and anger, and help us remember there is much more that we don't know about people which explains their behavior, and show us how to love them best with our curiosity to know more about them. Please help us grow in our understanding of the kingdom of God mindset in the coming days and weeks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And there you go. I hope these podcasts are helpful um, and short enough uh, that it gives you some insight into what I'm trying to teach for the kids so that you can reinforce it um, in days and weeks to come. Uh, You are the most important person to them uh, as they go through the separation and divorce process, and they need your leadership, and they need you to help them stay connected to God through all of this. So I just pray that you um, feel supported and loved, and can share that with them, because it is a hard time for them. And it's not because uh, I, I don't want you to know that, you know, to make you feel bad. Um, I want you to know that it is a real, it is real for them, and it is a hard time, and they need you uh, through all of this. Uh, so take care and. Uh, Feel free to comment on these videos and the, the ways that I've, or the podcast and the ways that I've, I've um, encouraged you to. Thank you.